<laughs> is it time for recess yet? I'm so glad you found time to join us here on the Child Care Director's Chair, where Erica Sacoccio shares her best practices that she's refined through her passion of directing child care centers over the last 23 years. From parenting interaction, systems to save you time, money, and stress, to profitability. She shares it all from the Child Care Director's Chair. Hey guys, I have good news for you. Business is booming. And every one of you listening probably has a wait list long enough to wallpaper the walls in the toddler room. So it's Erica Sacoccio, your host from the Child Care Director's Chair. And today we're going to get right into it on how to manage your child care center's wait list. Managing a wait list for your child care center can be challenging, especially now with limited spots available in high demand for quality childcare. It is essential to have an effective system in place to ensure fairness and transparency. And in today's episode, we will discuss some key strategies on how to manage your childcare center's wait list successfully. So the first thing is you wanna establish a clear and transparent wait list policy. The first step in managing your childcare center's wait list is to establish clear and transparent policies that have clearly communicated your enrollment criteria, such as the age requirements, the program availability, and any special considerations that you need to make in order to accept a new enrollment. Make sure the parents understand the process and know what to expect. This will help avoid any misunderstandings and ensure fairness to all families who are trying to get into your program. And right now, parents, the poor, poor things, they are desperate. They are trying so hard to get back to work. There is such limited availability and the few spots that are available, they either can't afford or honestly aren't the quality that they're looking for. So you have to let people know. Um, we actually at one point have stopped taking new um, people on our list for our infants. Because our list is so long at this point that I didn't feel comfortable as a child care owner committing to any more spaces. So that will change as we have ebbs and flows. But right now, our wait list is pretty long and we're gonna kind of wade through it before we make any other commitments. You want to regularly update and maintain the wait list. So to effectively manage that wait list, it's crucial to keep updated and maintain it regularly. So that means you have to set aside dedicated time each week to review and update the list. Remove any duplicate entries or outdated information. That way you can keep your wait list current and you can accurately assess the demand and plan accordingly. Because let's face it, if somebody went on your wait list I don't know, six months ago, there's a good chance they've already made other accommodations or they've made accommodations, but they're temporary and they really are waiting for that spot that you promised would be coming at some point. You want to communicate with the families on the wait list as, as frequently as you can. By maintaining open communication with families on the wait list, it's essential to provide regular updates on their statuses to keep them informed about any changes or updates. This will also help parents feel involved and rest assured that their child's enrollment is being considered. You can do this through email, through phone calls, 
or even a dedicated online porthole to streamline your communication process. So depending on what app you're using, I know ProCare has a wait list um, section where you can use that to kind of update folks as they're waiting. And the other thing too, is you really wanna pay close attention to the age of the child. So for instance, maybe somebody came on the wait list and the child was 16 months old at the time. And now a couple months have passed. Maybe you don't have space in an infant room, but you do have space in a toddler room. So now that that child has now turned 18 months old, you can then move them into that open spot for the toddler classroom. So really pay attention to the birth dates and when they came onto your wait list and how many months have passed since and do you have space now available for that age group. So you really wanna be sure that you're doing that. Also, when it comes to offering spots on the wait list, it is important that you prioritize based on fair and consistent criteria. Considering factors such as the date of application, any siblings that are already enrolled, or the specific needs of the child. And by adhering to a fair and consistent system, you can assure that all families have an equal opportunity to secure a spot. There used to be a time where centers would prioritize private pay families over subsidized families because subsidized families typically was a lower repayment rate. Right now, that's not the case. Honestly, in some programs, the subsidies from the state, depending on your quality rating uh, rating for your program, might even be higher than your published rate. So now it looks like almost the tables may have been turned and more programs are taking subsidized children over private pay, which is interesting as that has changed. Again, this is where staying on top of the trends in the industry what uh, what funding sources are available really can help you navigate um, those decisions. So, and you want to plan for future enrollment because managing a wait list is not just about the present, but also planning for the future. So keep track of upcoming vacancies and projected enrollment numbers. This will allow you to anticipate the demand and make informed decisions about opening new spots or expanding your child care center by proactively planning. You can also minimize wait times and accommodate more families. And some folks have used this model and we're one of those programs. All three of my locations are within a one mile radius. And so as you fill one location, if there is another suitable location within your zip code, uh, that's a real excellent strategy for then duplicating that process and moving those families on the wait list to your second or third or fourth or fifth location. Um, ironically, all six of my locations, nope, that's a lie. Five of the six locations were all in Warwick on the same zip code. Only one of them was outside of that zip code, which we had opened up a program in Cranston, which was the next city over. But um, it's a great strategy for growth, especially if you have a huge wait list and you have the resources to go ahead and expand and make um, another location. Um, the next thing is you want to utilize technology to streamline that process. So technology can be a valuable tool in managing your child care center's waitlist by utilizing specialized software or online 
platforms, you can automate the process to track your applications, to generate reports, and this can save you so much time and effort when ensuring accuracy and efficiency. And it also will help keep you, um, you know, in a positive light in your community, especially the more that you communicate. The worst thing is to have somebody be on a wait list for a long time and now they're upset and they've taken to social media and, you know, feel that they weren't treated fairly. And that's the that's the worst thing that you want to happen. So you really do want to uh, be fair and honest and transparent. And if you can't take any more people on your wait list, be fair and honest about that too. Don't make people think they're going to get in your program in, you know, eight weeks or 10 weeks and they wait all that time and they haven't looked at other programs and then comes the time and it's like, uh-oh, I don't have room for you. Now, many programs have space available around the same times because we go through these seasons. So it's June right now or the beginning of July, depending on when this when this uh, episode um, releases, but many of us just had graduation. And so our five-year-olds have moved out of our building and have gone over to our school-age program. For some of you, you only go up to age five, and then once they graduate out, they're no longer with you. Um, those are usually times where you have that influx, where you're able to kind of then bump classrooms and everybody moves up as the graduates move out. So most centers kind of have that same uh, trajectory of when openings happen. So when that does take place, a parent may get multiple calls from multiple centers at the um, you know beginning of June saying, hey, in three weeks, graduation happens, we'll be able to get you in at the last week of June. Um, typically, too, in the summertime pre-K programs tend to kind of wind down as summer camp programs gear up. Your after-school programs get really, really busy. And in the summer, obviously, lots of folks take vacation. So your numbers will tend to drop during the summer a little bit with vacation time, et cetera. Although I'm not sure that that's going to be the case now because, you know, space is so limited. Um, so those are things that you really want to think about as you manage your wait list. Um, and then also your retention. Now, at our program, we retain our customers anywhere from five to eight years. That's very typical for us. Um, a lot of that has to do with we do have another program where children grow into instead of out of. And if you don't have that model, wow, you're really missing out. So if you have that opportunity to maybe open up another space that is um, just for your after-school kids, wow, that's a great way to really retain a family for another four or five or six years, depending on the age of the child. Can you imagine getting in a child at six months old or eight months old and having them till they go off to junior high? I don't really have to imagine that because that is pretty much the reality at my program. And I would love for that to be the reality for you because if you have somebody coming in at three years old and they're, you know, they graduate out at five, you only have that customer for a couple of years. So it's such a great potential to bring in more revenue into your program. It helps you with your wait list. It helps you with expansion. So again, if you have those resources, you really should capitalize on that. So those are some of my strategies for managing your wait list to provide a positive experience to your families and to ensure that every child has access to quality childcare. If you like this episode, we'd love for you to give us a little bit of a comment 
um, a follow, rate the podcast on your favorite listening platform. Um, if you love YouTube and you you really like you know video content, we ask that you hop on over to our child care directors chair on YouTube. Uh, we have a whole bunch of videos there for you that are different uh, content than what's on our podcast. So um, again, thank you so much for your time. Really do truly appreciate your support and tuning in to the child care directors chair. Thank you so much. Until tomorrow, have a great night. Well, all the cute little kiddos have been picked up and it's time to go home. And that'll do it for another episode of the child care director's chair. Please leave a review so Erica knows the information is helping you to manage and improve your child care centers. Remember to subscribe to get the latest episode from Erica's child care director's chair. (laughs) 